You're listening to Trek FM. Breaker to Captain Picard. Go ahead, number one. May I see you in the observation lounge, sir? I'll be right there. This seems to be some kind of meeting place. Some kind of meeting. Some 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 kind of meeting place. Could you flunky? Might be got I don't think they're going to let us in, Artu. We'd better go. Maybe we better talk out here at the observation lounge to turn into a swamp. Artu, wait! Oh dear. This is the Observation Lounge for the week of February 2nd, 2013. We regret the error. I'm Greg Harbin. With me today, as always, is my lovely Observation Lounge news editor, Catherine Bryan. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. And as well, less lovely but still lovely, is my not co-host, Drew Stewart. Joy to you, friends. <laughs> and uh, a first time joining me, but but not not your first time on the Observation Lounge. A, a welcome to the lovely Mistress Charlene Schmidt. Hola. <laughs> Should I say Senorita Charlene Schmidt? No, 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 no. No, I prefer Mistress. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. I will, I will keep that in mind. So as always, the Observation Lounge is your stop at Trek FM for the week in geeky news. So of course, the first thing we're going to talk about is. Girl Meets World. This is the most important news story that has ever <laughs> come into my universe, personally. Of course it is. Yeah, I was excited. Ever. I threw out the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of throwing out the rundown this week, honestly. But this is, this is a big one. Uh, Catherine, what, what's going on with Girl Meets World now? Well, the first bit of casting news beyond the confirmation of the two original cast members of Cory and Topanga being included in the show is that they have cast the daughter and the lead of Girl Meets World. Yay. She is Rowan Blanchard. She is 11, and she is the cutest thing maybe ever. <laughs> it's hard to say. She's pretty adorable. She's pretty she adorable. She, she's more adorable than than Corey was at the start of the show. Uh, maybe. Very much so, yeah. He He's, was he was adorable, so it was a tough it was a tough thing to pass. He had hair like a Brillo pad, so <laughs> yeah. I always I always felt for him because I have the same like if it's longer than this, it, it is the same. Wow, mm. you and got Brillo pad hair too, huh? Yeah. Well, why, why don't you life. grow it out? It's it's adorable. Uh, maybe I will. <laughs> my wife's just like you can grow it out again. <laughs> yes, as long as he's my principal. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So, your teacher, so if, and then your teacher again, and then your principal forever <laughs> and ever. So, have have you guys seen Spy Kids for The World Is Not Enough? Is or that whatever the one it's with called? Elijah Wood? I saw the one with Elijah Wood. No, this Elijah one. Wood? This one has a yeah. uh, uh, what's his name from Community. Oh, oh, Joel McHale. Yes, Joel McHale. Yes, I took my brother to see that movie. Actually, really? I don't have any memories of it. When when did this one come out? Because I saw Spy Kids 3D like. 10 years That's ago. That's the one with Elijah Wood. He blows up. Okay. They blow him up. All right. I just oh, remember good. everyone, like Antonio Banderas was in that one. And Ricardo Montalban. He was in all of them. Was he in all of them? He's yeah. The Except for this one. one. He wasn't in, in All the Time in the World 40. Right. Okay. But that one was recent, I guess, because she she couldn't have been like alive when 3D came out. Right. Okay. I have not seen this film. So, so people <laughs> with, with more knowledge of Rowan Blanchard's acting 
uh, prowess, please, please speak up and, and tell me, how, how is she? I, Do you I remember it like, being I, bad? I, I, I remember hating it, but I remember <laughs> hating a lot of movies I took my brother to see, you know. No. She might be bad, I doubt it. She's too cute to be bad, stop it. Well, she's 11, so she'll be whatever, whatever she is on the <laughs> she'll show. Be, she'll be charming, I'm sure. Right. Charlene, were, were you a big fan of, of Boy Meets World back in the day? I don't know if I was as big of a fan as you, but I definitely <laughs> watched it. I mean, that was kind of part of my TV lineup for the week. I watched it every week. I loved it. It was a great freaking show. It was. So yeah. I'll be checking this out just to see how it is, even though it's on Disney Channel. Yeah, I, I wish it was on a network, honestly. Yeah. Why didn't ABC pick this up? I mean, maybe they will. Maybe it'll do 13 episodes on Disney, and then ABC will say, oh, this is so good, we need to bring it to primetime. Yeah, but where are they going to put it? I mean, it doesn't fit in with their schedule anywhere. They don't do a TGIF anymore. I know. Kind of deal. I know. Should, that's though. such a disappointment. That was the highlight of my childhood. I mean, I guess they could they could put it in the same block as, like, Modern Family. But it's a completely different type of show. I mean, you don't want your lead-in yeah. to Modern Family to be, no. you know, Cory and Topanga. I, I don't think that works. It's definitely, I think they're I trying to keep the innocence and the sort of lightheartedness of the of Boy Meets World and not scar any children. Yeah. So I, I think Disney Channel is the best place for it. I don't know if you want to, I wouldn't encourage 11-year-olds to watch Modern Family, maybe? <laughs> uh, probably not. Did you no. did you see the article where the producer said that he asked everybody? He's talked to everybody that was in the cast, asking them to come back. Really? Everybody. Oh yeah. Did yeah. not see that. And 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 what what did they say? Nothing this is yet. Important to me. <sighs> the the guy who played the older brother said that even if he's not on the show, he wants to be at every taping. Oh, oh Wilfred really? is going to just show up. Yes, of course he will. <laughs> oh man, and and what. Ryder, Ryder Strong. Ryder Strong. He, he had better at least show up for for something. Yeah. Call him totally. Uncle Sean. You know, yay, hey, Aww. how's it going? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the show ends with Corey and Topanga deciding to move to New York and then bringing Sean. Topanga's like, Sean, I packed your bags. You're moving with us. <laughs> so. Well, so there's also the other Girl Meets World news, which is that the Sean of Girl Meets World has been cast. And it's, it's Maya oh. Fox is the character name, but she's being played by Sabrina Carpenter, who I don't have any idea who this person is. She's been on Things. Yeah. She, she was on Things. Yeah. Well, SVU <laughs> is a real thing that she was on. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> if you are a fan of Girl Meets World, you shouldn't go watch her SVU episode. I'm just guessing. Something probably terrible happened. Probably. That, that's probably, usually. yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it didn't happen to her. I'm hoping it was like her mom or something. <laughs> Either way, that's, that's not... better. Yeah. It's traumatizer for life instead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, acting. So, <laughs> <laughs> so th this this will be interesting. She's a little bit older. She's 13 rather than Rowan's 11. But I guess they're still going to be playing the same basic age. Sean was always felt a little older. Well, he was a rebel. <laughs> he was a rebel. Yeah. He was a loner. A rebel. Yes. Right. He was a lone wolf. <laughs> Is she going to be wearing like leather jackets? All... Throughout the show, I really hope so. Oh, I hope, I hope so. so. That's the that's the show I want. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That'll okay, be awesome. So we're still awaiting. We're still awaiting the start of shooting. It's what March or April, something like that. They said they... spring, so yeah. that could be in fact March or April. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm here. And then the shows. The show is premiering later this year, so 
stay tuned. Stay tuned to the Observation Lounge for continuing Girl Meets World coverage. Um, but for now, we can go ahead and talk about something we did talk about last week. Drew, do you want to lead us into talking about Brad Bird? Yes. Uh, they, they've announced that 1952 was just the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The, the temporary the title, title? The working title. Thank you. Yes. And the actual title is going to be Tomorrowland. Now, this doesn't clarify any of the things we talked about last week. Is it going (laughs) to be a Walt Disney biopic of him making Tomorrowland? Or is it going to be like a futuristic look, which I wish it, I hope it is. You know, like Tomorrowland has this this 50s view of the future, like what, you know, 2012 would be. I'm hoping it's it's a movie where that future actually came true and everybody has flying cars and, you know. Well, I just, like a, I just like want a it to be live action Jetsons film. Exactly. Has Something been in, like that. In development hell for forever. If, if they're actually making that, that could be exciting. That could be cool. I know all I need to know about this movie. It stars George Clooney, who is beautiful always, <laughs> and Damon Lindelof, who will confuse me always, and Brad Bird, who is also beautiful always. Yeah. So this movie so you're could gonna be go about see it. anything. Yeah, I am. We will be, yes. Probably twice. <laughs> Hopefully in Disney real 3D. Yes. George Clooney in 3D. There's oh. another 3D movie coming up with George Clooney. <laughs> and there? I'm forgetting. Yes. Okay. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited also about Leonardo DiCaprio in 3D. Oh, glorious 3D. But oh. you have to see mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire in 3D for that one. Just think about punching his 3D face. <laughs> <laughs> He's so close, you can almost punch him. Oh, that's the billing for that movie. Done. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. Charlene, are you a big Disney Disney person? No, I'm really not. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Are you a big George Clooney person? <laughs> I, I can deal with George Clooney, yes. Okay. All right. D- d- does this make you excited, the idea of doing a sort of 50s future style film? You know, I'm not sure. I'm a little ambivalent about it, but when I see a preview, maybe that'll change my mind. Mm. I kind of want to see how the vision pans out. Yeah, I, I'm, I I'm with you on that. I'm very much a wait and see kind of a person mm. when it comes to me- movies, especially because I really hate going out of my way, spending 10 bucks at the theater, getting interrupted by people who are texting and eating popcorn behind me. And it's like, I would much rather wait more often than not for Netflix or some yeah. other alternative where I can just cuddle with my cat and enjoy myself and actually watch the darn thing. <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot for me to actually go to a movie, so it had better be pretty darn good. Well, this is looking like I, I, I think it is going to be pretty darn good. I mean, Brad Bird, and we were talking about he did The Iron Giant, which is one of everyone's favorite film, right? Yes, Everyone? absolutely. Okay, if you haven't seen The Iron Giant, go see The Iron Giant now. Um, and then he, <laughs> he made Mission Impossible 4, which is a rather good Mission Impossible film. It's the Jeremy Renner Mission Impossible, so it's the <laughs> most important Mission Impossible. <laughs> Clearly, my film watching has priorities. <laughs> beardy, beardy priorities. <laughs> dear so i he he shows that he can do like really amazing films he can also direct in live action yes i'm I'm a little worried about the the damon lindelof situation i love him to death i I listened to his podcast with carlton the darlton show oh dear um about lost and it was really good and i I love those guys but i also have really don't understand lost or what happened (laughs) <laughs> Who does? And then Prometheus happened, oh. and ev- and everyone blames the Prometheus they- script was already messed up. I mean, yeah. I looked I looked through the the early draft that came out before yeah. he was asked to fix it, and 
all of the crap that people complain about was already there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, they asked, they didn't come tell him to come in and answer all the questions. They were like, come in and just do a couple things and, and make me happy with the script. And he did because he he's a nice guy. He can't answer questions. That's his, he's allergic to answers. Well, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm hoping this is an exciting film. It's still, what, a year and a half off? It's not coming out till December next year. So plenty of time to get a trailer for Charlene. <laughs> that's right. Plenty, that's right. And, and more casting. I'm sure it's not going to be just George Clooney. It um, could be. Maybe it's one of those where he plays every role. He'll be the wife and the son <laughs> that would and the Catherine robot. That would make very happy. Catherine would watch that movie all day. I definitely, definitely would. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. So we do have more, more on the rundown. Uh, the next thing I have here is casting news for the Amazing Spider-Man Two, and and this more amazinger, more amazinger. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let me let me say what the news is, and then we can talk about. Anyway, uh, Paul, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Paul Giamatti is in talks to play the Rhino. Paul Giamatti, noted amazing actor of of many things. Um, but the Rhino, I, guys, I don't. I don't understand why there, he needs to be in the movie at all. No. It, there is a slight lack of good villains occasionally in comic books, but not so much in Spider-Man. I mean, I if we're starting say. over again, let's bring in a new Doc Ock. I mean, let's not let's not bring in... Can we I not mean, talk we... about him right now? <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, let's not, because of... Because of Superior. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I... That was my thing. I, are they going to just do Amazing Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3? I was kind of thinking they were going to do, like, Spectacular Spider-Man and then Peter Parker Spider-Man. But apparently this Amazing Spider-Man is this thing. So maybe they'll just do a bunch of Spider-Man trilogies. Okay. Have a In, instead problem. of, like, I mean, like, Superior Spider-Man, we've got all the different episodes. I mean, the comic issues and stuff. Maybe that's what they're planning on. We've got Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. And then we'll get the Amazing Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. And then we'll get the super awesome spider-man one two and <laughs> then they'll stop as long as they don't reboot it every time I, I, the reason i still haven't seen amazing one is that there's the origin story again and as Wait, much as the film is the origin story i don't need to see that again why, why are you blinking your eyes at me are you saying you haven't seen the movie i haven't seen the movie we you know this do i because i keep being in the in in the store and i'm like oh there's amazing spider-man 3d on blu-ray we should get it and then we, we get something else instead. But it's the most instead. charming of the superhero it's movies. It's charming? Yes. Oh, what? Okay, please pontificate on, on Amazing. Uh, please? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I just, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Okay. I'm saying. I just, I had assumed you had seen it as a nerd, but I guess. I, well, it came out in theaters and it just didn't seem like, well, Charlene, you, you don't see movies unless they're big and exciting. Did, did you go see Amazing Spider-Man? No, I did not. Uh, see? Did Drew see Amazing Spider-Man? No, Drew doesn't like Spider-Men's. Oh, you don't like <laughs> Spider-Man Spider at all? Well, I, I, I saw one and two in the theaters, and, and three okay. I managed to avoid. We watched it. We rented it, because I was like, I heard this is terrible. And we watched it, it's and I was like, worst. this is the worst. It's a really bad film. I've actually seen it like three or four times. And every time, it's just like, no, this is really bad. This does not redeem itself ever. 
So and it, even one and yeah. two are no longer. I, I, I Amazing go back and watch Spider-Man those is adorable good. because Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are the cutest. Garfield is. I do. I do like him. You know they're dating in real life. That's how are cute they, they are. Aww. It's the cutest, Aww. most delightful of the superhero <laughs> movies. <laughs> and there's some sort of plot that happened in the middle. I, I want to read. So apparently Paul Giamatti is a big Rhino fan. And I want to read this strange. quote. I want to read this quote from Paul Giamatti from a 2011 interview. I, I would do my Paul Giamatti impression, but I'll, I'll spare you guys. The oh. rhino was fantastic. He was like a Russian guy. He was real fast, and he hit stuff real hard. He had, like, a rhino suit on, and his face was sticking out of the rhino suit, and he had a horn. And this is from 2011. <laughs> this is him just talking about no, the rhino. This is, just, this is just Paul Giamatti talking about Spider-Man villain the rhino. If he's so excited, you might as well let him play. I know movie. that's the thing. Like, who I'm else? Happy for him now. <laughs> if you're casting, if you're casting the Rhino, uh, I, I don't know why you wouldn't cast the guy who can who go knows on and on. so much about the character. <laughs> he was like Russian or something. I don't know. His oh, face no. sticks out of the costume. Maybe maybe I, he was pointing that out instead of being like you know the lizard. He turns into a big CG monster, and Sandman turns into a big CG monster. Maybe he's hoping that when they do the rhino, it's just going to be an idiot in a suit with his face <laughs> right. sticking out, like not disguised, but just having his whole head sticking out of a costume. <laughs> Which you know they what? won't do. They'll definitely do a big CG rhinoceros, mm. and for well, that you know, was the other thing about amazing is did the did the lizard work? It did. Really? Yeah, because it's not in a whole bunch of the movie. Okay. The origin part of the story is the first maybe 15 minutes. And then it's all just sort of fun times. Fun times with, with Spider-Man? With, with Dennis Leary being really angry. And then when does the lizard show up? At the very end? Pretty much. Huh. I mean, it's sort of him searching for a villain, finding a villain, solving the problem. Emotion. He's looking for a villain? Well, he's not looking for a villain. He's looking hey, for someone who. I, if I need to be a hero, to be I need no to good. be a villain. There needs to be a villain somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But that makes sense. I, I should check it out. I, 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 we, well, we're, we, you're going to. All right. I'll make you. We'll get the 3D Blu ray. It'll be $50 because that's what 3D Blu rays cost. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So I, I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I, I'm hoping it's not going to be a big Paul Giamatti CG monstrosity. Um, I hope it. I, I don't know. It probably will be. I, I I'm That's a little my guess. worried about this. I'm a little worried about Paul Giamatti with a horn. I think they should just let him <laughs> play the rhino with a rhino hat. And he'll just have his beard, and he'll just talk about how excited he is to be the rhino, and it'll be it'll be a good movie. And he'll be Charlene, like what Russian. Would get you, yeah, he's like Russian. What would get you in a theater, Charlene, to watch a Spider-Man film? I don't know. I am actually not a huge kind of traditional comic book kind of person so i don't really do a whole lot of batman i don't really do spider-man superman any of it i'm a really bad nerd when it comes to those things they just don't appeal to me i'm sorry guys um <laughs> uh, but i yeah i just it's not even limited to that i'm just so freaking selective like i will go see star trek this year mm. i know that right. that's probably gonna be one maybe wow. the one and only i don't know I maybe get to the theater once or twice a year. It, I have to really want to see it. I, I understand. Well, well, let's see. If, then if you want to not talk about something more nerdy, maybe you could talk about these uh, lasers. Because that, <laughs> that's not out. nerdy at all. No, but apparently like the cool thing about this is that these lasers are real. And apparently these are going to be put into um, like real actual 
air air bleh, aircraft fighter jets. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we're going to have laser guns for realsies with our Nintendo amazing. pilots. <laughs> it's the high energy liquid laser area defense system or yes. HELADS. Bleh. Yeah, I love the abbreviation H E L L A D S. Hell yeah. ads. Hell ads. I don't know. That's pretty much what I think of advertising. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a sequel to Mad Men. Well, then there's the. <laughs> there. there nice. There's also the aero adaptive aero optic beam control. Yeah, ABC. Somehow, that's somehow ABC is what comes out of all of that. Uh, yeah, so what? The... I you work came for up the government. Ads, you, you and have then you go to... to ABC. You, you you have to realize how many acronyms there are. <laughs> yes. I mean, just acronym after acronym after acronym. You could say okay. entire paragraphs of just acronyms. I'm sure, Hamlet but then they reduce it. Form. Like, okay, so they have all these acronyms, but then they resort to ABC for this. Like, really? <laughs> they Don't they have ABC for a gazillion other things that are more relevant? Yes. But you have to know. <laughs> I rest you my have case. to know exactly which ABC people are talking about. You have to know the context of the acronym <laughs> to know it's which ABC acronym context. they're talking about. Which means That's you have to know every acronym. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad I'm not in the military. I was finding NASA has C3PO is an actual acronym they use. Yeah. See, that was really? a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes they'll think of something. And and they'll think of an acronym, and then they'll just think of things to put. And I'm I'm pretty right. sure that the people I know have done that. Backronym, like like the Patriot Act is is a backronym. They were like, we want this to sound as awesome and pro-American as possible. So they made up a bunch of words that happen to spell out Patriot. Which yeah, but Hellads, I don't I I did I don't think they started with Hellads. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to spell that. <laughs> but this sounds amazing. I love it. It, it's a it's a 150 kilowatt laser that they use. They're, it's going to be either ground turrets or there's going to be actual mounted on airplanes, and it's ground to or air to ground and ground to air. So basically, there's a truck down there and you blow it up with your laser. Like this is yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Dude. the 50s future for tomorrow. Well, I like I like exactly. Laser weapon system that is 10 times smaller and lighter than current lasers of similar power, enabling integration into tactical aircraft to defend against and defeat ground threats. Yes. That's what I've been waiting for my whole life. Now, I'm, I'm wondering, is this something like they, they shoot it and it's like instant? Or is it like, I'm imagining it's more like a magnifying glass. So you got to hold it, hold it, and then it like burns a hole through it finally. I'm like, how accurate is this going to be? I don't know. That doesn't seem very practical. I'm yeah, thinking more I... the instantaneous, pew, 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 and then boom. <laughs> Just like we've always seen. Yes. Well, it could be like in War of the Worlds where they have those big sweeping lasers that just vaporize everything as it Ooh. passes. Oh. That's hey. yeah. probably how it works. Yes. <laughs> Will it make that awesome sound, though? That could be cool. Well, I guess we're going to find out next year because that's when these things are debuting, right? Right, right. Well, I'm sure Drew know knows already, right? I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. To He's not at liberty that. to discuss. <laughs> right. So this will be interesting to see. I'm sure it's it's heavily classified. So the 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 question we're asking is probably not going to be answered until we get you know unconfirmed reports from the field. But and, it, and I wonder yeah, if I it would... can be defeated by a mirror. You know. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, will they reflect back? <laughs> hmm. Taliban starts using oh, wow. lightsabers. Oh, no. oh wow! The future is now. The people. arms war. 
the arms war just got sci-fi. <laughs> excited about this. All right, so next on our rundown. Oh, oh, this is something very exciting to Catherine. Very exciting. So go, go ahead. Oh, yeah. um, IDW has just announced a new line of X-Files coming out. Uh, X-Files comics that is coming out in June of this year. Yay. And Yay. a re-release of the ones they released while the show was airing, which are impossible to find now. I don't know if you've tried. I'm sure you have. Uh, um, I'm so excited because <laughs> I feel as though we got a little bit shafted with the last X-Files movie. Just and a little? A lot shafted. It was not. Yeah, really. like we're never oh. going to see an X-Files movie again. Yeah, I know. And all we needed was a 2013 movie due to the plot of the show. But that's fine. And, yeah, well, oops. Yeah. That's just the finale. It's fine. It <laughs> yeah, no be. big deal. Yeah. I don't know. I'm super excited about this as well because I watched X-Files till the very bitter end. I could not oh. stop watching it even after it jumped the shark several times. But well, I feel like this is... called Jump the Shark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like this is a logical step because we're not going to get another movie. It's not going to go back to TV. But let's continue it. I mean, it's still a viable franchise. I think this is going to be big. I'm, I'm impressed that Mulder and Scully are still alive and still X-filing after all these years. I'm a little bit too. You think they'd be dead by now, but yeah. they're Mulder and Mulder, Scully. Mulder's been in hiding with a beard for a while, so he's probably <laughs> yes, safe. he has. Can he have a beard for for the comic for oh all of God, the comic? Please. I love I love me some Duchovny with the beard. Oh, it's a, it was a bad beard in the movie. I don't know if you oh, saw. Really, it was like a fake beard. Oh but God, that's fine. But see, this this does not encourage me to actually watch the show. I really it's want so to good. But then I hear that it's like it fell apart and that the movies yeah. are no, bad. No. No, the movie's awesome. The first movie, the second movie, it's not as awesome. But you should watch it. So, so yeah. what are what are they going to do with these comics? Are they going to? You're telling me they can't do another movie. How can they do comics? Well, we're saying they can't do another movie just because the time to have done that movie has passed. Yeah. Well, it's just, and the last the, one the box so office much. would not yeah. be kind to another X Files. Oh, movie. I see. And I'm sure critics would rip it, no matter how good it really is, just because the last one was that bad. Sad. There were some high points to the movie, but it wasn't what people wanted. When yeah, I'm disappointed, it, I mean, yeah. I never, I never watched it. I mean, I watched the first half of the first season, and I watched the first movie for some reason. But uh, um, my dad had it on VHS. So I was bored. I watched it. Um, what I'm disappointing in it is like uh, the the Buffy comic books that they have are you know overseen by Joss Whedon. Yeah. The 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 Superman or the Smallville is overseen by the people who did it this i mean does does they have nobody like involved with x-files they're just going to bring in comic book people hey you like x-files come here and write some stories and stuff i mean it's not i don't know if it's going to be canon quote unquote well there were comic books done by um frank spotnitz john gilnitz and um a few of the other writers from the show okay that happened and they were very good but i don't know i feel as though it's been long enough that maybe they don't need you know chris carter to swoop in and Write his Monster of the Week episodes. Right. In comic form. <laughs> Not well, that I'm bitter about the movie. It's fine. And I, I have a lot of faith. I have a lot of faith in IDW. Their their Doctor Who comic is really good. Everyone seems to love Lock and Key. Um, Star Trek Ongoing is now... It's a, well, they're about to release issue 15. It's been a really, really good comic. And Countdown to Darkness is really good as well. IDW seems to know how to do these licensed properties well. Uh, people even seem to like the Transformers and the, the Turtles that they're doing. 
So, I th no, I don't see them in this article. There's there's nothing about who they're bringing in. But as long as it's somebody who has been involved in the show, it doesn't have to be Chris Carter overseeing it. God right? willing, it won't be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting these in what? In, in June. In June. Yeah. Because this, this is what happens with comics news. They announce really early, and but this big splash. And then when it actually comes out, there's like nothing. You just have to be in the comic You have to shop remember. You release. have to have it written down. <sighs> yeah. On your like calendar. You have to have an, an Excel spreadsheet in your calendar. to be a comic fan. <sighs> Very angry. But may, may, maybe they'll do a big, they'll do a big thing when, when, when it comes out. I'm excited to read these. Okay. So next we have, uh, speaking of comics, this is, this is the Days of Future Past podcast. So we, we have to have our segment. And what we have is some news about the film, Mark Miller says that there are going to be Sentinels. Uh, he says a little bit about Kitty Pride. I mean, of course, it's a Kitty Pride story in the comics, so he says Kitty Pride fans will not be disappointed. Um, and, and we also learned through a casting call for extras that the film itself is going to be set in 1973. So it's a 10-year jump from the first first-class film to, to where we're starting this one, which second I guess class. allows... Yes, <laughs> Not quite as good class. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, McAvoy can, can lose his hair in that 10 years. Um, Emma Frost? Emma Frost? Emma Stone? What's, what's her name? <laughs> you were right the first <laughs> Emma Frost, time. Okay. January Jones can, can just vanish into midair and no one will have to question it. What do you guys think about it? About a 10-year jump to first class two? That is my least problem with this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... They're trying to tie it in so hard to the original trilogy of, of films, which is fine. The Kitty Pride issue is a little confusing now, because if they do keep Ellen Page as Kitty Pride, she will have aged a, a lot since the she, first trilogy, but yeah. it will also be in the past, but maybe the future. Uh, but Ellen Page doesn't age, so it's fine. She still looks like she's 15. Does she? She does. Does she? She really does. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> My... also, I mean, Sentinels were huge in the comics. They were like 95% of the original yeah. X-Men comics. Well, I used to watch had... the cartoon, and there were Sentinels mm -hmm. all over the place. So I'm excited. I'm excited well, about the... Sentinels. Well, that's the thing. Like, if it's Sentinels in the story, that means the future or the present, you know what I'm saying. If the present is 1973, then we are in the future. That so the original the trilogy would have would have had Sentinels in their past. Is that what you're getting well, at? What, what I'm getting at is that this film takes place in both 1973 and, like, 2020. So that 2020 part that takes place after the first trilogy is going to be after Sentinels. Right? Right, Catherine? Catherine? Catherine's burying her hands in her head. No, I'm just trying to follow, because... In the comics, it yes. gets to a point where there are Sentinels in the world. The first three films didn't get there yet the well, world the first didn't have three sentinels films, the third one implied that they had met sentinels before there's a with sentinel the little in, in the, the danger room in oh the... yeah there is a sentinel in the danger room and it's like a joke it's it, it angers me so much <laughs> i had completely forgotten about that i mean they do the joke where colossus throws wolverine and everyone was like ah, ha, ha, ha. i remember reading that when i was 12 <laughs> in the comics i want sentinels and i want them to be good i want i want so badly for this movie to be good and yet, here here we are with this time travel. I'm excited because I want 
I, <laughs> what are you excited about? What are you excited all about? All new X-Men is doing great, great stuff with, I mean, it's still in the setting it up, but it's I doing great with the time travel I want that story in this movie. Yeah, exactly. And well, we might be getting it. Like, I don't, I need to go back and read the actual Days of Future Past three-part or whatever it is. But I like the idea of past and present X-Men meeting each other. Um, you know, we get all this casting news. It's either sounding like it's going to be a gigantic cast or just a million cameos. But it, it sounds like something that could be really good, assuming Singer doesn't screw it all up. You just... The answer's in the Sorry. sentence you just used. <laughs> he made two very good... He made two rather good X-Men films. He really did. It, it, okay, Drew, what, what, what do you think, given, given the information we now have, are, are you more excited or are you less excited? I'm... I, I still need to see First Class, obviously. I, I haven't had an opportunity. You have to watch to... Star Trek Three first. I, I understand. Okay. Um, ready room joke is funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I, I I I would be more. I like time travel stuff. I'd be interested in. I'm more interested in a you know let's get old beast and. You know, let's get Kelsey Grammer. Don't don't talk about all these. Kelsey Grammer. If Kelsey Grammer is in this movie, I will be there opening day. I I tell you the truth. I will make that guarantee right now. If Jean Grey doesn't die in this movie, I'll see it. That's when I quit. That's I've drawn the line now. Have we, have we talked about about Cat Beast versus Ape Ape Beast on on the podcast? Not on the podcast. Are, are we happy? Are we happy with what they've done with Beast and all new? No, no. Okay. but <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Beast, not spoilers for all new X-Men, but Beast saves Beast's life uh, and transforms him into a new, a new beast. Through science. Through science. Science! <laughs> so it was very sad because, because Beast was dying, but now he's okay, right? He, he's he fine. should be fine. I yeah. mean, he's only screwed up the entire timeline of all comic books in the universe. But other than that, <laughs> he'll be fine. He'll be fine. You guys really should no be reading deal. all new X-Men. Charlene, did did you and anything anything with X Men? No. When you were no, <laughs> not even the cartoon. No. <laughs> no. I think the closest I ever did was Transformers. Guys, oh, my man. thing, my thing with when I was a kid, the thing I enjoyed the most was actually Inspector Gadget. Oh. Okay. Um. So we're talking kind of a totally different thing here. It was on right before I went to preschool. I think that's why I watched it. But then also, okay. I mean. Who wouldn't want to have extendable limbs and little gadgets <laughs> go, in go your tummy? Go, gadget monkeys. I don't know. Yeah, exactly, no, no, right? It's, it's sort of like the, the Connect, you know, Xbox, House of Cards. Yeah. It's, it's go, go, gadget, you know, whatever yeah. you want. Down I'm going to reprogram my Connect to yell, go, go, gadget. And then the Dread. <laughs> that's awesome. Dread has his voice-activated gun. Oh, I love that. I, I really hope they do like a, a gritty remake of Inspector Gadget. Cause, I mean, the first film was, was kind of <laughs> it fun. It was cute. It wasn't a great <laughs> film. No, it was for Robert? kids. It was. Oh. Yes. It was for kids, right? And then they replaced yeah. it with French Stewart because that's a good. Well, let's not let's not talk about Inspector Gadget too. I that's, never saw that. Ooh. That I didn't the even realize that existed ooze. until very recently, and I was very disappointed. Once you cast French Stewart, you're basically admitting that you've given up. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yes, sad but true statements. Yeah. Oh, yep, stole the words right out of my mouth. So, but they could they could do a new one. They could do a new Inspector Gadget, cast Carl Urban. It'll, it'll be great. <laughs> Yay! Go go Gadget, arms. 
<laughs> oh no, I just see Aomir with like a helicopter hat flying <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. Drew, can you put can you put that together for the cover art, Drew? We just need a quick Photoshop. Aomir with helicopter hat. Thank you. Be awesome. I All right. So, would, uh, sorry. Now go, no, ahead. go ahead. Oh, who I was just wondering who would play the villain, Doctor Claw, in a gritty Ooh. version of Inspector Gadget. Well, then Paul Giamatti at this point, right? Oh, <laughs> Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I don't know. He's a guy. He's like Russian or something. He's got a claw for a hand. You never see his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was at a theory that Claw was um, like a first attempt at an Inspector Gadget who oh, was bitter be. and evil. So Carl Urban's bitter evil twin would probably be Carl like Urban. David Wenham. No, Carl no, Urban? they could both Carl be Urban. Carl Urban. It's like oh. it's like Enterprise, where Future Guy was Archer the whole time. Yeah, so we could Ooh. reveal at the end that that, that Doctor Claus is just another that Inspector Gadget himself he is could, a clone. He could turn around in his chair in the post-credits scene <sighs> and reveal like oh, he's Carl so Urban good. with a glowing red eye. And then Riker would be there, and he and would, would say, be there. "It's a computer holodeck in program." <laughs> No, stop it! No! And then I would jump out the window again. Face palm. Wow. I'm still so mad. <laughs> I can't tell. I'm, I'm glad that in, in Tristan's question of the day yesterday that nobody answered uh, their favorite crossover was Riker on Enterprise. Oh, God. Oh. That would have not. No. That's nobody's favorite. People do like it, though. Shut I up. Don't... Shut up. We don't need to talk about it. I don't like any of those people. I think we need to move on. <laughs> we should. Before we the should. anger so... comes out. So speaking of the 70s? Good. Good. Well done. Da- yeah, David... sure. Good segue. Yeah. Dave- David Bowie? Who has a new single, and it's awesome. <clears throat> Continue. Uh, you could have put that on the rundown. I was going to use it as my staff pick, but oh. okay. All right. All right. So, so David Bowie also has a son. He does. His son is named Duncan Jones. His son made Moon. His son also made Source Code. His son is now making the World of Warcraft movie, which is now just called Warcraft, thankfully. Hmm. Um, okay. All right. He's a really, I mean, Moon is really He's great. so good. It's, it's is very great. strange that they picked him for Warcraft. Like. I know. Yeah, well, how did the, that the, happen? The thing with, with Duncan Jones is that, sort of like Paul Giamatti with the Rhino, he, and I, I, I don't know where the article is at this point, but he did an interview about a year ago, back when Sam Raimi was directing, where he said, I kind of envy Sam Raimi. I, I wish I could be doing this film. I think a Warcraft film could be really good, could be da 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 And he went on to explain what he would do with oh. a Warcraft film. And I think when, when Raimi dropped out to make that stupid Oz movie, the... Uh, people, is it legendary? I forget who's making Warcraft, but they were just looking and why not go with the guy who has already said he wants to do it? I I mean, yes, yeah. you could chase J.J. Abrams around Hollywood <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> and he'd probably him, do it. Slapping him in the face. J.J. 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 <laughs> but uh, no, no, they, they, they went the smart route and I, I think it makes a lot of sense. He's a big I mean, he's a big nerd, but he's a Warcraft player, which which makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of lore. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes, you know. I mean, starting with the original Warcraft game, like, 20 years ago, there's, you know, the plot has kept on. They try not to contradict themselves. There's mm-hmm. books that tie in that explain, you know, why the characters in the game do this and 
and there's a lot of interesting characters. I started reading one of the books once and didn't get very far, yeah. but yeah, I mean, <laughs> because I didn't know any of the names. And then Flurgy Burke did this, and I'm like, really, Flurgy Burke? <laughs> He's my favorite. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I played Warcraft two, and I played a little bit of Warcraft three, and I played too many hours. Probably I, 30 hours of World of Warcraft. I was just going to say, I've played probably too much World of Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> it is a lot like the most addicting thing ever. Yeah. It, that's I actually quit. why I've I'm avoided it. Because yeah. I just, I can't devote three days straight to video games anymore. I'm not 15, <laughs> which disappoints me greatly. I played the very first one way back when. Yeah. And then I, well, and I, then I stopped. Well, the it's weird that it became a... MMORPG because it was such a good real-time strategy game. Right. Like, and yeah. and even and it sort of became more, I mean, it was like very far away, isometric in one and two. And like, well, two got a little bit closer. And then three, I don't know if you guys remember the original concept for three, but it was basically World of Warcraft single player. And then they sort of shifted it and became a little bit back, but you still had the concept of heroes. Right. And yeah. then it became World of Warcraft. And it just feels like it got away from what it was and what I really liked about yeah. Warcraft. And I, I would, I would for... buy Warcraft Four. I mean, if Warcraft they, 4, if they kept right? going, yes, please. Like, how hard would that be? I mean, we got Diablo Three, which was a lot like so much awesome, but that's a separate but it's, issue. But it's the Diablo yeah. universe, and I think I like the Warcraft universe more. Well, the Warcraft universe, there's more to it because they keep adding to it because yeah. people keep wanting more. I, I saw an article, and maybe, Catherine, you can help me with, with this, but it said that there are spaceships and aliens in Warcraft. Is this true? I've not heard tell of this. I know there's pandas now. There are pandas. That, well, they're not nice. right. pan, pandarians. They're, they're, giant. Yes. they're from Pandaria. They're giant racial stereotype pandas. <laughs> they're giant kung fu pandas, even though they existed <laughs> before kung fu panda. They did. Yes. Yes. But spaceships, I don't... I no. think the person writing the article might have gotten it confused no. with StarCraft. They might have been drunk. Basically. They got what what I think is they got it confused with Warhammer 40k. Oh, that could be. I see now. Because that is a common mis mis, mis thing that I've seen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, but so it is. What so what would you guys do with a Warcraft film? I would make Dungeons and Dragons the movie, but with Warcraft. Okay. Which why would just... you Why would you inflict that on the human race? <laughs> because Jeremy Irons. But <laughs> no, I thought that was fun. <laughs> Really, my reasoning is not that complicated, guys. <laughs> as long as it's somebody thought... named Jeremy, she will make it or see it. Yes, that is fair. Uh, I just thought Dungeons and Dragons was a fun movie. They had fun with the world that everyone was familiar with who were familiar with Dungeons and Dragons. If they did that same sort of thing where they just put us in the universe and they have fun with it, I think it'll be really good. As long as they don't try to pander too hard. To the fans. Oh, they'll yeah, be pandering. I mean, pandering, pandering, pandering. Pandering. I, I think the issue is making it not feel like a Lord of the Rings ripoff. Which Dungeons and Dragons felt like a Lord of the Rings ripoff, and I, didn't it even come out before the Lord of the Rings films did? It came out in like the nineties. I, mean, I know. There, there's a possibility like the that they 90s. could just, if they just focused on. Like one particular story. I'm afraid that they're going to be right. like, you know, here's the horde and here's the alliance, and they're going to be doing this. I'm I'm hoping that it's more like this is taking one of the books, maybe, and you know, this is the story of Stormwind, and well, my, 
yeah. you know, how he defeated this great guy. I mean, and that would be, that should be it. It shouldn't be like, you know, we're going to go on this quest and we're going to, you know, we're going to team up small. and do a 50 man raid on, you know, the, well, the dragon. Well, isn't there, I mean, my, my knowledge of the lore isn't great, but the, the Lich King used to be a hero, right? Like he was a good guy mm-hmm. and then he turns evil. Yeah. It's like that's a story. That would right be there. cool. Like and then you could set up the sequel of the Lich King, right. where mm-hmm. then you have to defeat him. Uh, Penny Arcade did a comic this week where they said it should be, where basically <laughs> people from modern day get transported into into Azeroth, Azeroth. <laughs> which is what I always wanted the Dungeons and Dragons movie to be. I wanted it to be like Jumanji. just like the cartoon, because that's the plot of the like that's that? the plot oh, of the Dungeons oh and Dragons God. cartoon oh, man. from the eighties. I, I never saw that. Is about like I, this wizard summoning these kids to to Dungeons and Dragons world. Oh, that's so good. I want to see that. I I don't oh, know I if that's that what. Movie. I don't know if that's what Warcraft needs to be though. I I think they could tell an in-universe story and make it different enough. I mean, Game of Thrones doesn't feel like Lord of the Rings. It's it feels different. So I think it's very possible they can do it. I'm just worried about the crazy fans who are so serious about the the <laughs> the Warcraft plot. He, just he, ruining yeah. everything. He could not have defeated that orc because that sword only inflicts 15 damage per second. And that's my and problem. That's my problem with the Dungeons and Dragons movie. So let's not get started with that. <laughs> really? Did they, Wait, did they if not... he's a wizard that movie class. Was a heartfelt adventure, buddy. Yeah. What I like, I have not seen the third one, but apparently the third one actually has like uh, Wizards of the Coast actually like brought in some DMs to make sure that, you know, you know, this level five wizard would not be able to cast this spell. <laughs> Which is the problem with the first one is that they're just they're running around, you know, casting because it is a heartfelt and fun adventure <laughs> with Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Indeed, Jeremy Irons wasn't he in the Time Machine movie? That that was awful. I, I have only vague memories of that movie. It's I all think a blur. Of he played weirdness. he played the Morlock bad guy because there should be Morlock bad guys. <sighs> he he played Irons. Scar. <laughs> yes, he was also in Die Hard Three, which is cool. Oh, who doesn't like yeah. Die Hard Three? Oh. Nobody. Is, it, is everyone on this panel going to the Die Hard Marathon in a couple weeks? No, no. They're showing all the Die Hard films and then the new one, uh, the day before Valentine's Day. It's going to be so romantic. I'm so excited. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. Bring your wives. Bring your husbands. <laughs> well, this is from the couple that thinks that Dread 3D is a beautiful romantic film. comedy. It was romantic comedy. It's charming. <laughs> it was delightful. <laughs> so, what can you do? All right, so you guys aren't excited about Die Hard? No, not so much? No, sorry. Not another one. No. I fell. I, I I was like, I didn't see it in theaters, but I was like, I'll get the, you know, I'll get the unrated DVD and, you know, I'll watch the unrated version because PG-13 Die Hard is stupid. And then I watched it. I'm like, that was still well, really stupid. It was it was made to be PG-13, which was the, I mean, I kind of like Live for Your Die Hard, but it's not a great film. And part of that is because they did tone it down. And there's no amount of unratedness. I mean, yes, they put in the, the thing that was bleeped out, but that doesn't make it a film that, yeah, is better. This one is made to be like a real R action it's film. Be great. It's the I first Die Hard movie. It's the first Die Hard movie since Die Hard to actually be written as a Die Hard movie. Yes, yes, <laughs> and not That's important. and not taking the script of another movie like uh, the the third movie is actually you know was just going to be some random movie that they were just like we'll put John McClane and Samuel Jackson in it. Yeah. Well, you have to understand that as someone from New Hampshire, how excited we were when it was called Live Free or Die Hard. It was the highlight of New Hampshire's illustrious and, history. And, and I don't care what anyone says, 
but a good day to die hard is a Star Trek reference, and I don't care if like Sun Tzu <laughs> said it or something. It's no. It's, I, I it's just think it's a James thing. Bond title. Do, that do you want to do you want to open it with a with a title card? Like 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 Kill Bill starts like with Kill Bill. The, Revenge is a bit different. gold. I read that script, the Kill Bill script, like two years before the film came out. I was so excited. I, <laughs> I opened the PDF and there was a quote from Star Trek Two. I was just blown away. <laughs> oh man. Or Star Trek whichever Star Trek. Six? Yes. Sorry. I, I got something wrong in the last ready room no, no. and I feel very bad about it. I that, said that that's Lawrence Hasden directed Dreamcatcher, and what is wrong with me? Why didn't someone slap me in the face? Oh, I, I wondered what you were that. talking about. Ah, yeah. man. He did direct, um, what did he direct? Careful. Wow, now I'm going to get something wrong. <laughs> my, my point still stood, but it was a, it was a stupid, <laughs> it's a stupid thing to say. The, the ready room regrets the error. Um, we Wait. were talking about movies becoming other movies, and I want to mention, it's not in a rundown, but the story about, which films was it? It was the Spider-Man film. And Masters of the Universe 2. Right. Both became Cyborg 2. That's what I heard. <laughs> like, I still don't understand they built, at all. They built the sets. They had, every, they had actors. They had everything set up. But then they lost the license to Masters of the Universe because their check bounced. This was canon film, did <laughs> Their check bounced to Mattel. Oh, God. And then what? Uh, they didn't make the Spider-Man film in time, I think. And they lost the rights to that. <laughs> so they all okay. they had they had sets and actors and they're like maybe we can just throw together a john claude van damme movie uh for really cheap that's awesome <laughs> yes. wow so good so go go watch it's cyborg it's cyborg 2 it's the sequel i think to the illustrious cyborg yes, yes. oh yeah, yeah or maybe yeah. it was just the first cyborg i know there have been two cyborg films don't get this wrong. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I still think crap about something I got wrong on my first episode of the Observation Lounge. So, the Observation Lounge regrets the error. Ah, yes. Okay, so I think we have one more story um, on our rundown, and this is something I'm moderately excited about. I, I wanted to at least talk about it. Sony has invited people, press, to a February 20th event, at which it is assumed they're going to announce the PlayStation. Four. Four of them. Oh wow! <laughs> only four. four. Them, huh? I, I'm 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 actually <laughs> oh, kind of surprised they're only four. on four. <laughs> the PlayStation Nineteen. Well, they had that commercial. Remember, it was like the PlayStation Nine or something. When the PS Two came out, I think they had this commercial about a futuristic PlayStation that was like an orb. You don't remember this? No. This is an amazing no, commercial, and it's, oh. it's like a famous person no. directed. I'll have to, I'll have to find it. No. after the show. <laughs> was it M Night Shyamalan? Did you dream this commercial? <laughs> no, it's a real commercial for the what PlayStation Nine or something. <laughs> huh. The twist is Greg is making things up. But here we, here we are. We're the observation land 20... regrets the error. <laughs> here we are in 2013, and we're finally getting new consoles. Um, is is anyone anyone excited about? Are we too old? To, I just to refuse to be excited until I know things. Yes. Yeah. An, an I, announcement about an announcement that may or may not happen <laughs> is on my list of things I don't care about. I don't see... I say this every video game generation. How yes. could it get better? How could it get well, more... I mean, like, look at the PlayStation 3. We've got 3D. We've got Blu-ray. We've got, uh, you know, we've got really realistic stuff. How can you make it more? I think we're reaching well, a plateau... 
they can make better 3D. Right now it's limited to 720p 3D and 30 frames per second. If they can make 1080p 3D that's 60 frames per second and games like Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3 can't run in 3D on the PS3 because there's just not enough computing power. Okay. So there, there is actually, they, they have pushed the bounds. I'm really impressed with what they've done though with the PS3 hardware, considering this is a really old system. What is it, 2006? I hadn't graduated Something high like school that. yet. I that's think astonishing. Or the, the 360 was 2005, and then the, the mm -hmm, PS3 that's was right. next. So they've really done some amazing things with it. But I, I do think there's, there's space for it to expand. Charlene, do you have any anything? A Wii? Something? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as far behind as I feel with gaming, uh, yeah, we've got the Wii. Uh, I've played a little bit of PlayStation, a little bit of Xbox. Mm -hmm. But I feel... You know you're getting old when you feel like the <laughs> consoles just keep coming out like this, and you're like, damn, guys, slow down. I just got this thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it's I, like I did. Yeah. not nearly as bad as like iPhones or anything like that, but even so, it feels like every five years you've got to get the new one, and um, I pretty much stick to Nintendo, but I, I kind of like what they're doing with this. Um, I'm curious to try out the touchpad myself. Oh yeah, that's so, going to so be the new feature. Yeah, why don't you mention that that it, we did get that? I think it's a rumor. This is maybe our first rumor on this show. I was trying to keep the the rumors and trusted sources down. But but what did this rumor say, Shar? Uh, well, okay, yeah, the the rumor. <laughs> um, it's basically it's going to have I don't know. What am I going to say with this? Please well, cut apparently, this out. like the the PlayStation Vita, uh, their their new handheld console. Well, new. It came out like two years ago, but still, no one cares. I've never no seen. I've never seen <laughs> yeah, one. Does anybody use it in a store? I've never seen it, but apparently, it has like a touchpad on the back so that you it can does. scroll because yeah. it's not a touch okay. screen. And okay. I'm well, thinking that they're saying that the 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 six yeah. the six axis four or the the twelve axis <laughs> or whatever they want to call it will have like a touchpad on the back for something. Okay. I had no idea that this is where this was coming from. Like, I'd read it, and I'm like, I, I don't even know what this is, so screw that. I'm just totally over my head. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is just a brand new thing. No, apparently it's not. I well, think it's going to be much more it's covered in touchscreens. It's like the front of it's a touchscreen, the back of it's a touchscreen. Hmm. I've seen stuff where you could, like, there's like an Uncharted game where you can climb using yeah. the you like, touch you, screen. You move your fingers and you, yeah. you each one is your hand <laughs> or something. That doesn't look very good. That was the best I'm visual ever. Any, ever again. I so wish I would have gotten a screenshot of that. Oh my god. I'm gonna close Landry, you're brilliant. <laughs> oh man. Oh, and he gets up. Or no, man. Whoa, whoa. I was wow. briefly really terrified for my life, but that's okay. Oh, that's but, fantastic. But, but but yes, um, it does make sense um, with the Vita because yes, you don't want to get your fingers in the way of the screen if you don't have because, to. Because because you've got your thumbs and you don't want to like move your hand in order to right. like touch the screen well, to do things. I feel like if you have a gigantic forty-seven inch television, you maybe don't need a screen on your controller as well. Well, well, that's my question. Like, is it going to be a screen or is it going to be just a little? Touch I think it's just going to be area. a touch area like a that's what I on the on the back I wouldn't, yeah like like the magic trackpad that i have yes on exactly the that's what i'm thinking it's gonna be that could like be cool i'm still i'm still an xbox person at heart so high I'm, five i'm scared yay <laughs> xbox got Aww. sold and i'm still I'm sorry a little 
I'm a little sensitive well, on the subject yeah. of consoles right now. Well, so that's the thing. We're, we're getting probably two consoles this year because right. Microsoft is... It's been re- reported for a long time that come E3, they're going to announce the Xbox 3, whatever that is. Um, and so we're going to get both consoles, it sounds like, in December. I'm still weirded out that Sony's announcing the PS4 so early. This is going to be 10 months before release if they Oof. can hit December. Yeah. That is a ways um, off. They're going to make a lot of promises yeah. that they can't keep. Oh, they're going to they're going to so yeah. they're going to run stupid, into stupid supply problems before it even exists. They're going <laughs> to announce some 400 core processor and it's not going to yeah. work and then they're going to have to scrap podcast. it. What what stupid tech demos are we going to get this time because we had like the ducks in the bathtub um with the <laughs> PS3. Yeah. Um they did a what was it a Tekken tech demo for the PlayStation 2 where you were like there were like a bunch of people that were watching the match and they were reacting and it was like oh look at all the people that we can put on screen but it's like but it's a very small area i remember when you had to limit problems. how many things could move on the screen at once yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> remember when the super nintendo was just like you could have like 70 things moving at once and we're like holy crap i remember when the nintendo 64 was like look how far into the di- you can see like three feet in front of you <laughs> yes in 007 goldeneye this is yes. revolutionary yes well, oh, that was so the, badass. Neither the N64 or the PlayStation were built for 3D, really. I, there right. were a lot of these like horrible 2D games at the early days of the PlayStation. But then Tony Hawk came out and was, yeah, draw distance of, like, nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I get I, chills thinking about it. I got Tony Hawk HD, which is, like, the 1 through 3 remaster yes. for the PS3. And it's like, I can see from one end of the level to the <laughs> other. This is amazing. <laughs> I can see the warehouse. I don't have to like wonder as I'm going down this ramp if there's anything, anything in front of me there. I just had a flash forward of people hearing this podcast like ten years from now and being like, "Listen to these nerds." Yeah, <laughs> how far they can see. Oh. Okay, well, so, so my, we don't need to talk about. The, yeah, okay. Yeah, my my thing is that I'm I don't play video games honestly all that much anymore, and so I I use my Xbox as a as a center like my my home you know what microsoft dreams of everybody using it as as their they stream their video from their laptop to their tv they use it for netflix and hulu and yeah um that's what i use it for so like the xbox you know 4000 or whatever they call this next one (laughs) whatever it does it's not going to stream my netflix better so I'm this not going to be that interested. Maybe they'll improve Connect. So instead of yelling Xbox pause and having it explode, it'll pause. <laughs> yeah. Be new for me. Or maybe what when I'm watching that? TV, it won't just like pop up or start rewinding, even though we've, it's been dead off. silent. <laughs> is that what it is? It's the gestures. Because if it's you move your arms at all, oh. yes. you have to Seriously. sit. You have to sit in darkness and complete stillness. I need to figure TV out how to turn I've that actually off. Been into darkness. I've been banned from being in the room with my friends Connect because I move so much that I just I stop all playback at all times. Well, the, the Star Trek game, they said, is not going to have Connect functionality. Oh, thank God. Because it just, the developer basically said in the, in the live chat, it doesn't really work. It's not great. And they really brought up Mass Effect where you're like, Xbox, open the door. And it just doesn't, doesn't, do, yeah. doesn't do it. No, I like, I like, I have Halo Anniversary. And uh, I can yell grenade, and he throws a grenade. <laughs> Switch weapon, <laughs> and he switches weapons. <laughs> I, I, I want to try it. It's the best. 
We'll see. Uh, so the Xbox 4 will probably have the Kinect 2. Goodness. Okay, so we'll have more to talk about in the future. We have gotten to the part of the show now where the ship has... We, we split the saucer section left, and unfortunately, the drive section has become sentient. That's unfortunate. It really is because they've got the warp know. drive. It's threatening to, to blow up. Um, and <laughs> we're, we're flying away everywhere. as fast as we can, but we need something to boost those impulse engines on the back of the saucer. So we're going to hold a staff meeting where we figure out what we can do to boost the impulse manifolds. Charlene, uh, what do you have? What do you have for us? I have a beautiful book that was released recently from the Oatmeal called How to Tell If Your Cat is Plotting to Kill You. <laughs> and I'm not sure exactly how this is going to help with our overall plan, but it just seems like it's going to help. It has a pull-out poster. I mean, what more could you want? Nice. Is it like a collection of comics from, from, the, from the site? Uh, yeah, it's, got, it's kind of a mashup. It's got some stuff that you've seen on the site before, but then there's a bunch of new stuff. So it's definitely worth getting, and it's beautiful print quality. I was really astounded by just how good it was worth getting and actually i got it for christmas so um nice you know i was it was a surprise and i just thought oh this is way nicer than i even thought it would be because i was going to go check it out at barnes and noble and then i got surprised with it and it, yeah it kind of exceeded my expectations i really liked it it's you know it's not really something you read for tons and tons of content it's a pretty easy book to flip through but hey for that what half hour that you're reading it it's really good <laughs> <laughs> nice so we'll definitely have a link in the show notes to the book from the oatmeal what, what is it called again how to tell if your cat is plotting to kill you which i actually think is a little bit misleading of a title because i think that's just one segment of the okay. book overall you've got all sorts of stuff you've got the bobcats um and my favorite segment is actually having a baby versus having a cat which <laughs> nice. totally justifies my position of having a cat forever I need to read this book. Nice, nice. It's a great book. I really enjoyed it. So that's what I've got. Great. Thank, thank you, Charlene. So, Drew, un unfortunately, the the drive section has now calling itself Drivia, and it's it's speaking in a low rumble, like the warp core, and it's it's threatening us over the intercom. We're starting to get a little scared in here. What do we need to do? We need to uh, we need to take a look at the the not always family of blogs, the not always right, not always working, not always related, and not always romantic. It's okay. Um, I, I really like not always not always right. It's it's from the customer is always right, but it's the customer is okay. not always right, and it's a collection of of user submitted stories. Uh, there's an, you know like four or five every day, of people who work in public service you know like on the phone lines like you do or at starbucks or something of the terrible awful customers that they come in and <laughs> uh just it 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 makes me a better person to like go to the restaurant because i won't i won't say things because i'll read like well somebody said something like that and it was taken like this and somebody complained about it and it, it's it's usually really funny, and it, it makes you appreciate uh, good customers, or or in not always working, it's it's the opposite. It's customers complaining about you know the, how they were treated. It's really funny. I make it sound like it's people complaining about one another, but it, it's <laughs> oh, mostly humorous stories. Like you know somebody called me and needed help. You know 
resetting their modem, but they didn't know what electricity was. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that that sounds like it's definitely going to help. Um, Catherine, un- unfortunately, or fortunately, one of those, Drivia has fallen in love with Data. So oh. he's going to beam over. He's going to beam over there in a desperate attempt to distract Drivia while we try to figure something out. So uh, what what do you have? Well, what I think they should do is settle down and watch the following together, <laughs> which is a horrifying tale of serial killers grouping together in a following, a culty, culty following of serial killers starring um, my, my favorites being Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. James Purefoy, and um, the greater of the Ashmores, the Sean Ashmore. That's good they got Sean. Yes. Yes. Aaron Ashmore, the lesser, maybe not as successful a show. <laughs> but it is... A serial killer who is obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe and makes really creepy and terrifying literary references while being a murderer. And it's my favorite show on television right now. I would take a gander at saying that. I think I think Dravia would be entranced um, by the following. Um, however, you all are wrong. Um, I mean, Dravia, as, as you can see, is is getting closer and closer. Um, what we really need to do unfortunately, is Turn On House of Cards, uh, which is premiering on Netflix this, this weekend, so you can now watch it all. It's the, it's the original series from David Fincher, and it does star... It's not Kevin Bacon, I know. Um, the lesser of the Kevins. I know. It's Kevin Spacey. It's Kevin Spacey um, doing, a, doing a Southern accent, and he's married to Robin Penn. Robin Wright? No, I, I she's forget. not right. I, no, she's Wait, right. She's, she's right not right Penn. Now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we regret the error. <laughs> it's a creepy show. I mean, it's not as creepy as the following, but it might be. You you think that it's kind of just going to be a West Wing copy, um, or it's just going to be David Fincher doing the West Wing, and it's not quite because Kevin Spacey is not playing a good person. He's playing a very bad person, and also the the he talks to the camera all the time. He's kind of narrating awesome. it. I was hoping from the trailer that they would do that, that it was going to be all spacey narration and that he would talk That's to the thing. camera. It's a thing. He does? Yeah. Yeah, like the teaser is what you've already seen, where he's taking around the inauguration party and sort of telling you, oh, that's that guy over there. That's that guy over there. But he then does it throughout the show. And it didn't work for me at first. But by the end of the pilot, I was totally keyed in. There's one moment where he tells us, there's someone coming to his office and he tells us what he thinks is going to happen. And then when it happens... He just looks over and winks at us and goes back to the scene. <laughs> it's so good. That's awesome. Wow. Yes. So watch House of Cards, all 10, or is it 13? 13. I was told it was t- all 13 a- episodes. The first one's like an hour. The second one's, th- then they're 50 minutes. We've only watched the first one so far, but really, watch House of Cards. It's, it's, it's really fantastic from what we've seen so far. And people I know who stayed up all night to watch it um, or just didn't work yesterday <laughs> i know some people who did this um they say it's amazing so i'm hopefully going to have house of cards finished by the time we do record the show next week do check it out you have to be subscribed to netflix you can um, actually but, you can actually watch the first hour or two yes without being a netflix subscriber i think it's the first one that, that they're letting you watch just anybody can just watch it so at least do that and then pay the nine dollars to be a netflix 799 7.99 it cost me 8.95 this month I don't know why. It's, mm. It was my. It was charged on my card. I don't know. Eight ninety five. What kind of movies you've been watching? I know. Maybe they're <laughs> charging you more. Too much HD streaming. Gotta, <laughs> I don't know. 
Okay, so I, I think we have escaped the grasp of Drivia. Unfortunately, Data is going to go live with Drivia for a little while. It's fine. They seem to have a real connection. So I want to thank you guys for joining me on another episode of the Observation Lounge. I, I did want to go around the horn and ask you guys where you can be found on the internet. We do have a full Trek FM uh, cast today, which I like doing. Um, so, Sherlyn, tell us where you can be found, Twitter, Trek FM, etc. Yes, of course you can find me all over the place at Trek FM, and you can find me on Twitter where I am, oh, the profanity, spewing profanity. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And Drew, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at 005, and uh, you can find me around Trek FM and on Cinetropolis.net. Very good. And Catherine, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, mostly talking about rain these days, <laughs> under Hawkeye Poet. Very good. And I can, of course, be found at Greg Harbin. That's just my name. G-R-E-G-H-A-R-B-S-N-B-O-Y-A-N. Thank you guys for joining me on another week of the Observation Lounge. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right. <laughs> Meeting adjourned.